The summer months are often a time when families travel together, perhaps vacation, a family reunion, or just a quick trip to grandma's house. These road trips can either be miserable or days when wonderful memories are made. What a picture of all of life. We are just passing through this world and families must learn how to enjoy the Lord and one another as we make the journey together. We are taking a summer road trip through the book of Philippians, the book of Christian joy, and discovering principles to help our homes. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. Are you doing your homework? That's the question. Uh, you know, the reality is we all have to work on our homes every day. They, like uh, every vehicle or every physical structure, uh, require some maintenance and even preventative maintenance, and that's really what we're trying to do, not just uh, correct all the disasters, uh, but we're trying to keep ourselves, by God's grace, from ever going off the cliff to start with. And so we return today to Philippians chapter 4 to complete our list, this Bible list of 10 habits of happy homes. Now let's review for just a moment. In verses 1 to 3, we learned we have to get over quarrels. In verse 4, we have to choose joy every day. In verse 5, we have to treat one another gently. In verse 6 and 7, we have to turn our cares to prayer and our trials to thanks. In verse 8, we have to guard and guide our thought life. In verse 9, we have to follow godly examples. In verses 10 through 13, we have to learn again and again to be content. And in verses 14 through 18, we have to minister to the needs of others. Let's add the final two today. Number nine, if you're going to have a happy home, you're going to have to learn to live by faith. Oh, my friend, isn't the Christian life a faith life from start to finish? Philippians 4 verse 19 says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. We love to quote it. Do we live it? Uh, we, we want to claim it as a promise, but do we apply the principle? Do we exercise faith in God? Four times in the Bible, we're reminded that the just shall live by faith. I say again, the Christian life is a faith life. We're not just trusting him for heaven. We're trusting him for here. We're not just trusting him for, for the big things. We're trusting him for the little things. We're not just trusting him in public. We're trusting him in private. Yes, your family has to learn how to live and walk by faith. One of the greatest things you'll ever do as a couple is have something that comes at you that you can't fix and you can't figure out. That sounds awful, doesn't it? But I'll tell you what it does. It drives you to the Lord. Every marriage must exercise faith in God. Husbands and wives, individually and cooperatively, have to learn to depend on the Lord, to go to the divine resources, to heaven's bank, in fact, that really is the, the picture here in Philippians 4.19, according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I used to preach that the wrong way. I used to preach that when you come to God, God takes out of his account exactly what you need and gives you just that exact amount according to his riches. And then I got to studying this phrase, and the, the phrase according to does not mean out of. It means in direct proportion to his riches. Oh, I love this. God doesn't give you in proportion to your need. He gives you in proportion to his sufficiency. Friend, you don't get just a little uh, amount to get you through. You get access to the whole bank. You get access to all of God's riches in Christ Jesus. You have access to all of heaven's resources at this moment. That ought to encourage your faith. Because that means whatever it is you're dealing with, God is more than enough. Is it financial? He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. 
Is it physical? Oh, our lives are in his hand. He, he knows your frame and remembers that you're dust. He's the great physician. Uh, is it emotional? Oh, the joy of the Lord will be your strength. Uh, the peace of God will keep your heart and mind. I, I say again, whatever your need, go ahead and list it. Fill in the blank. Just know this, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And you ought to keep track of the answers to prayer with your family. Discuss them. Don't let it be that the only spiritual things you talk about with your family are the burdens. Talk about the blessings. Come full circle. Look, with your children, one of the finest things you'll ever do with your kids, you may not be able to get into even all the details at times, but give prayer requests and talk about needs. Pray together. Trust God. Speak in faith. And then when the Lord answers, talk about that with your kids. Grow their faith. Look, their faith will have to be their faith. It'll have to be personal. But it can be it can be planted and watered and nurtured in the garden of home. And so, if you want a happy home, learn to live by faith. And then we come to the last verses of Philippians. Beginning in verse 20 down to verse 23, we read this. Now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Salute every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren which are with me greet you. All the saints salute you, chiefly they that are of Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Uh, Certainly, there are just some very personal closing greetings here. And by the way, speak kindly to one another. I think that's good. Greet one another. Talk to one another. Have conversations. Turn the noise off in the home long enough. Sit down long enough to have a real conversation. But this is the... This is the 10th principle. Did you notice that there's actually two endings to Philippians? This is fascinating. Verse 20, now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. And verse 23, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. There's the double amen here. Notice in verse 20, there's the amen to the glory of God. And in verse 23, there's the amen to the grace of God. Glory for him, grace for us. And so here's the final principle. If you want a happy home, uh, yes, you need to work to apply these truths found all through the book, uh, but notice how he ends. You have to do all for God's glory and depend on God's grace. If you have a God-honoring home, it will be the Lord. If anybody tells you they got it all figured out, they got all the answers, if anybody speaks like uh, they, they have uh, accomplished it, they've arrived, get as far away from them as you possibly can because in the end, If there's any good thing in us, it must be Jesus because it sure isn't us. It must be the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I heard some parents who had raised children to serve the Lord ask about what the secret was, what the answer was, and they said, all we know is it wasn't us, it was the Lord. And they gave God glory, and they accentuated uh, the grace of God. I think that is so very important. In fact, this, this grace and glory connection is found all through Scripture. Psalm 84, verse 10 says, A day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give, here it is, grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. The secret is very simple. It is learning to live in the presence of God. Not in the tents of wickedness, but in the house of God. Uh, Not... uh, not in this world system, but in the Lord's way. When you live in the presence of God, when your marriage is in the presence of God, when you're raising children in the presence of God, you will find the Lord is enough. He's the sun and he's the shield. 
the provider and the protector. He gives grace and he gives glory. You see, the bottom line is that happy homes never make happiness the goal. If you make happiness the goal, it will be elusive and you will be miserable. God is the goal and joy is the byproduct. We're only making this trip one time through this world, through this life. And the Lord in his good providence and sovereign choice has allowed you to make that journey with the people that surround you now, with those who love you and those that you love. And I want to challenge you by the grace of God to learn the principles found in the book of Philippians for making this joy, this journey rather, a joyful journey. Look, you don't have to be miserable and you don't have to make everybody else miserable. You can learn the secret of letting Christ be everything to you and to your family. You can apply the habits of happy homes, and then you will find that the Lord will give his joy. Remember, joy is a fruit of the Spirit. You can't produce that. You just bear it. The fruit of the Spirit is love, and it is joy. Learn to love and enjoy the Lord in your home. What can you take away from this study of God's Word? Where do you need to apply truth to your own life and family? God's Word is the guidebook for this journey of life, and we sincerely pray that you will follow it. Visit us at enjoyingthejourney.org for additional resources for your home and Christian life. Plan to join us again on our next study and encourage all of your family to make the summer road trip with us. May God bless you and those you love today.